the Fresno Focus Radio Hour. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lito Mine Media Production. That's right. This is the No Focus Radio Hour, the number one independent podcast in the Central Valley. Thank you for listening and thank you for telling a friend. The No Focus Radio Hour is available anywhere podcasts can be found, including YouTube and any of your home smart speakers or smart devices. Remember to subscribe and please do leave a review. It really does help others discover our show. And while you're reviewing, keep in mind that five stars is the correct number of stars. If you enjoy our show... Do share it with your friends, but if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Check out our site, nofocusradio.com. There you can get exclusive content. You can join our Discord server. You can become a member of the No Focus Club. You can listen to our other shows. You can vote on Don's polls. Find us on social media. Our handle is at nofocusradio. You can find the rest of our shows at lidominemedia.com. Running, 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 just as fast as I can. It's really good. Hit the ground, running, 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 running to my favorite podcast in Wow, very nice. I wasn't sure if you guys were coming in with me on that. That was that was good. They sounded good. We're getting better and better. So the voice lessons. Yeah, yeah. This is the No Focus Radio Hour, the number one independent podcast in the Central Valley. It's made for those who live in the Central Valley. It's made for those who miss the Central Valley, for those who long to live in the Central Valley, (laughs) and for those who want to save the Morro Bay Stacks. In the Central Valley. Oh, from the Central Valley. Central Valley. Yeah. Oh, of the Central Valley. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just making things up. We can move the stacks here to the Central Valley. That's not a bad idea. I love that idea. We can call ourselves three stacks and a water tower. Yeah. Three stacks and a tower. Three Three stacks stacks and a tower. tower. Three stacks. Three stacks and some smog. Three stacks and a no focus. I like it. Three stacks and a no and a no focus show. Oh. I don't know how can about we, three how can stacks and screw you, Kevin Musso. Hey, <laughs> are you still on that part? Yes. Hey, oh my God. Hashtag. Who do we have with us today, Max? We have with us our beautiful cast of characters. We have with us always Mr. Eric the Doorman. Hey, Fresno, what is up? Yes, I don't know why Stu has such a thing against. Kevin Musso. I feel bad for that guy. It's complicated. Is he it? hates. He hates oh, it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we we, <laughs> yeah, go. You, you do the and intro. And we also have the one, the only, back from the three stacks with seagull poop still on him and duct tape. We have our own stupid asso. You know, uh, at Morro Bay, the entire protest was took a lot out of me. I was duct taped to the stacks for three and a half days, and I learned really some fundament, fundamental truths. Okay. Hmm. What are and they? it's that uh, money and greed is the only way to go. Oh, okay, Screw good. Everything good. else, yeah. money and greed. I like that. Yeah, and also nice. police tasers do make you lose your bowel movements. Really? And, um, you pee your pants a lot. Okay. Oh, okay. Which adds to the conductivity of the electricity. I so hope you changed your tas- shorts before you came in the show. Tasers make <laughs> you lose control of your bowel movements. Yes. Is that is that a show title? That's the show title. I was just making sure that's what he said. That's what I said. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's how they got me off the stacks. Wow. And yeah. also I have no hair on my arms or legs because they just ripped the duct tape off and Oof. ceremoniously they didn't they just ripped it off. It was Really? Uh, yeah. So it's, it's it's pretty good so people that want to do it, instead of waxing they could just go yeah, them, duct yeah. tape themselves. I highly suggest it. Three stacks and a wax. Three stacks and a wax. Three stacks and a wax. I like it. There it is. Nice. And so three stacks and a wax guy over there is our very own <laughs> They call me Johnny <laughs> Nobs. Hey Johnny. Yeah. Why do they call you Johnny Nobs? Well, that's a good question. That I don't think is, we've ever heard this story. You've before. never heard why never they heard call me Johnny Nobs. I don't, I don't Nobs. think we've ever heard it, have we? That's really I might have purposely really forgotten it. Interesting. <laughs> um, so I'll actually tell you why. I'll tell you why okay. they call me Johnny. Does it have to do with the three stacks? Actually, no. So I got um it's a true story. British slang being a knob. <laughs> a lot of people think that being a knob is like being a, a penis, right? Oh, what people okay. don't know, though, is that being a knob actually means um, 
being extremely attractive and really cool. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So In like world, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times people will be like, Max, when I, I was living in this was like two uh this was like twenty um this was like the early knots, if you will. That's what they call aughts, okay. the aughts. Okay. The early aughts. I was living in, in London at the time. Okay. Oh, and, wow. yeah. yeah. And a lot of part. people would be like, uh, hey, Johnny. I'd be like, yeah. They'd be like, you're such a knob, man. And I'd be <laughs> like, well, thank you. Because everybody <laughs> thought I was so cool and extremely attractive. Wow. Yeah. I, just I like, see it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what such happened? such an American knob. Yeah. And what yeah. happened was, um, I had this, when I lived there, I started, I started talking like this man all the time. Like a yeah. beetle. Like all yeah, the like time. Beetle. Yeah. yeah. People nice. would start calling me Johnny. Like John Lennon, and, but I was so cool. They'd call me Johnny. You're a knob. Let's say Johnny knob, and yeah. that's where I got my name because I was so cool and attractive, and because I was like kind of like John Lennon. I'd be invited to the clubs all the time. Now, I didn't play guitar um, or sing, but I would um, sit next to the amplifier and I would control the volume. That's why. That's wow, where the name comes wow. from. Yeah, Johnny knob. Nice. Oh wow, hey, Johnny knob. Yeah, never knew that. Yeah. Hey, before we get started today, I did have a couple of questions here. Now, we had uh, our very own Stu, even though he was protesting, he provided us a great show called uh, Stu... Uh, no Focus and Retrograde. The No Focus and yeah. Retrograde yeah. Uh, from our very own Stupid Ass. If you guys haven't heard it, a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, you can there's hear a lot about of information. The, um, the size of the stacks, the rock, where what the rock is. It's a it's a volcanic plug. It was a plug. We, a we actually, stuff, on yeah. our podcast, we were uh, the day we did it, we were wondering what that was. Remember, yeah, I said, is right. it a plug? Is yeah, it yeah. Uh, just a rock? Great. And so, but here's my question. You had mentioned, you had likened the stacks to pyramids. Yes. Okay. And my question is, do you think that maybe those stacks were built by ancient aliens? That's what I'm thinking. I'm mm. thinking um, they were originally built to scare off the um, koju, like oh, okay. Godzilla. Ah, all oh, the, all the giant monsters that would come up out of the sea, they would see these giant stacks okay. and think it was another monster because of the red lights on top. Oh, gotcha. And so they would think it was glowing eyes. They'd go, oh my gosh, they're a giant monster up there. And so the koji would leave. So that thing had electricity then before, I mean, even in prehistoric, in ancient days. Oh, yeah, that, that's all it was, was creating electricity. Creating electricity yeah. from just who knows what, because it was just like magical. It's just like maybe from Yeah, the then they realized it's natural gas. And then they thought, hey, we can make a lot more electricity from this thing. <laughs> mm. Interesting. So, yeah, they were there in ancient mm. times. The Indians built it back oh, when they held the rock gotcha. sacred. Yeah. Well, you know, and then the other question I had too now, you mentioned, okay, so the, the, the uh, moral rock is actually, it is a plug, a volcanic, volcanic plug. plug. yeah. So here, here was a And thought. there were 11 of them. 11 uh, plugs? Yeah, if you go from, uh, like, if you get on the road and go up towards um, San Luis Obispo, okay, you could see these large, jaggedy um, mountains, and you could also see of. some other little smaller plugs okay. along the way, and it's called the, uh, the, they call them the Seven Sisters, even though there are 11 of them, but they're all volcanic <laughs> plugs along the way, and you could find them. Seven sisters, and then the other ones are just like maybe stepsisters. Nobody cares about. I guess about so. Them. Yeah, the sisters you don't yeah. talk about. Well, you know, my question was this. Okay, so um, I was thinking now they're going to turn that into a. They're going to get rid of the stacks. Yes. They're going to put a bunch of lithium ion batteries in there. That's a proposal. They're they're, they're, they're trying to turn that yet, but I think they're going into to an energy capturing station, right? So yeah. I guess all the elect all the electrical energy that's extra from the grid. Well, from who knows where, we'll go into there. All we'll that be extra. Safe. We get so yeah. much extra, yeah, extra electricity. Energy. electricity. Well, it's that solar, that, all that yeah. solar. Yeah, right? we, we got yeah. so much energy now. So much yeah, energy. Great. All yeah, that electrical yeah. energy will go in there. And here's my thinking. A couple of things. One, um, I'm wondering, um, here's, here's what we should do. I think we should actually figure out a way to create a generator from a volcano because... Here's my thinking. It's geothermal electricity. Yeah, geothermal they electricity. It, they do it in Iceland. Oh, oh, oh yeah. they do. Yeah. It's already there. Oh, we don't have to. We don't have to create it. It's they don't ready have to, to create go. anything now. Good. Okay, so we got to so get done. ready. We got to get ready and build it around more <laughs> yeah. rock. And when that thing, when that power, when that uh, energy station, those lithium-ion batteries catch fire, yeah. and they melt that plug and reactivate that volcano, then we can capture all that energy from the volcano. We'll be ready to go. You see That's what I'm saying? That's a great idea. Do you understand where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah, we could get all this steam from the ocean and use it to make fresh water. Yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be great. We have would, a that would be awesome. Model there, I'm here. sure there's no regulations against that, right? No, I'm sure. I think so. Okay. We start building yeah. it Because I, I know that, that that plant with all those lithium-ion batteries that someday is just going to catch fire and probably more obey or just be on fire forever than at that point, right? Yeah, because um, for years and years, like with mm -hmm. Tesla batteries, when they catch on fire, they it takes forever to put them out. They, they burn for years. They burn for a long, long, yeah. long time. <laughs> so anyway, so that big thing's just going to be a big flaming mess. Yeah, and it's going to so close to the rock, it's going to melt it, and that plug's going to go away, and then that volcano's going to reactivate. And yeah, and all the birds are going to 
mutate and attack people and grow to <laughs> tremendous size. Oh, and then we'll have Mothra that. and anyway. you know, Rodan. Okay. Yeah. Sorry yeah. to take you guys down that the road. Small no, monster. But, yeah. but that's actually a really we'll good stacks back to scare the kaiju. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness, the kaiju. Um <laughs> What is that? It's the kaiju. <laughs> they're coming. Oh, they're oh, walking. No. I wasn't sure if something was exploding there. Yeah. Oh Uh-oh. my gosh. Can you Uh-oh. hear him? Yeah. Can you feel him? Did you bring him with you? Godzilla! Godzilla! Um, I brought him with me, yeah. Yeah, but geothermal power, you know, Iceland, Marty brought this up. Uh, I think they have like 30% of their energy comes from um, geothermal volcanic energy, and the rest wow. comes from hydropower, um, none of which is sustainable, by the way. So you got to be yeah. Because yeah. the earth is eventually going to cool down. Can't yeah. use that. You can't use that uh, sort of energy. You got to get point. rid of the geothermal. You yeah. got to get rid of the hydro, and you got to replace it with solar panels. Yeah, just solar panels and wind machines. Yeah, yeah you got to. Yeah. You really got to get rid of them because uh, whew, you can't trust all that. You know, earth. <laughs> no, you can't trust that earth energy. You're right. Them. The only renewable yeah. resources are yeah. wind and solar. That's yeah, it. Well, that and also um, tearing down our forests and burning it. That's oh, renewable. Oh. Bio, bio. Yeah, biomass. That's bio renewable. Mass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't, well, can't, the, believe, the, can't believe you didn't know that, Eric. The forest. Jeez. Oh, well, the forests are burning on they, their own. Yeah, they're burning so themselves. Yeah, so they're burning themselves. Gotta, There's nothing left. All we got to do right? is figure out how to uh, get electricity from that. Yeah, yeah. We just have we'll to put a big, a, like a big, big boilers tent. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be something over there to capture all that. Yeah. If people only, if energy. Iceland only realized that they're just, they're, it's such a fool's errand that they're doing right now. Yes. And if all they did was rip down their forests, shred all their trees, and burn it, and put um, solar yeah. panels all where the yeah. trees were. Then they would finally, they, then they could finally get off all of their like unnatural, non-renewable energy. Yeah, they can be as cool mm, as California. Point. They can Come start on. becoming like California. Good yeah. point, guys. Didn't even think about that. So no. they're so, so stupid. silly. Iceland. So stupid. Silly. Um, so have you guys heard? I don't know if you guys heard, heard this. Heard what? We twenty thirty five. They have decided to. Did they actually sign the uh, California Air Resources Board? Did they actually? Sign the bill on Thursday. Which bill? Which bill? The bill that says that by um, 2035, all new cars, pickups, and SUVs sold in the state of California must be electric or hydrogen. Is that signed? I think they did. See, they uh, they voted to pass the proposed regulations banning. Mm. See, I would buy a hydrogen car in a hot second. If they had the infrastructure to support it, because I do not want to go to right. Kalinga, wait in line how, wait, to how, get um, fuel. How does that? Wait, okay, hold on. Now, how does that work? So, the Air Resources Board, who's an unelected group, yes. Car, yes. CARB, yeah. right? Yeah. California Air Resources Board, CARB. Yeah, it's an unelected group of people. They they made a proposal. Now, does that go to the state? Does anybody actually vote on this, or is this just all of a sudden into law because they say so? How does that work? You know, do you know? Does anybody know? I just know that there is a um, okay. Here's because here's what it yeah. says. I'm sorry. Let me just let me just make this clear. It says the California Resources Air Board. This is a story we're going to get to after this. Uh, voted Thursday to pass proposed regulations banning the sale of internal combustion engines by 2035. Right in California. So they're just they just they just pass proposed regulations. So that's what they do. They just regulate it. Mm. It's not really a law, but they just regulate it. Right. right? Okay. Yes. I guess that answers that question. So it's a non-story, huh? Because if nothing happens from it, it's just a non-story. What do you mean? If, what do you mean? If nothing happens from it? So there, it's a proposed thing. Are we going to? Pro- okay, so they haven't signed it into law yet. It's just a proposal right now. Well, it's a proposal, uh, proposed regulations. But what my point is, do they do they create the regulations, or does it have to go to the state? The state has to pass it. Well, it have to be passed by somebody. I would think. Would it? I think no. Since, that's the question. Well, since I'm it asking. affects everybody, I think the state of California, the voters, us people, should be able to vote on this. Oh, thing. but you have a, no. That's us. a key word there. Should we should? But that's one of the tricks about these unaffe- unelected groups, right? Yeah. Is that there's actually I don't know if you guys ever heard of the book um, Philip Drew Administrator. No, no, huh? All right. So Philip Drew Administrator. It's called Philip Drew Administrator: A Story of Tomorrow. Okay, and what that book was, it was about. Um, it was written by um, Edward House, and it was Woodrow Wilson um, was a big fan of this book. And what this book was, he was such a big fan of this book that he apparently carried it with him everywhere, and and essentially um, ran his um, 
like government essentially based off of this idea. I'm actually okay. going to pull up some info really quick. Oh man, here. we're going down some. some Sorry, this is a rabbit hole. This is important. This is a good one. This is a good one. No, I can tell this is a good this one. This is important. Like, wow. Okay. I didn't yeah. know it was going to lead here. <laughs> so the, um, there are two. Cl- I'm excited. So, um, Phil, uh, Edward House yes. was great friends with Woodrow Wilson. Okay. Uh, it says here that they were their closest political allies. The idea of this book, though, was that you could run, if you start running a government, um, Philip Drew essentially was in the book. It's about this benevolent dictator, right? A benevolent dictator okay. who's going to create utopia in their, in their country. Um, and the idea was that you can run a country by doing these things you can get rid of the Constitution, and you don't need to pass laws as long as you do it through administration. Okay. Administration, like unelected officials. Yeah. Right? That was literally the entire point of the book. So there would be, um, so it says here, set in 1920 to 1935, House's Hero, the, the, the book, um, leads the democratic Western United States in a civil war against the East. After becoming the acclaimed leader of the country, he steps down, having restored justice and democracy through the following through administration by creating Federal Incorporation Act, which with government and labor representation on the board of every corporation. Public service corporations must share their net earnings with the government. Ownership, government ownership of the following telegraphs, telephones, communication, railroad, um, Old age pension law reform, workmen's insurance law, co-op marketing and land uh, banks, free employment bureaus, eight-hour workdays, six days a week, labor not to be a commodity, government arbitration of industrial disputes, government ownership of all health care, all through administration. So just like this, the idea was you would create unelected official groups unelected bureaucrats, yeah. that could run the country. And then eventually you kind of slowly get rid of the Constitution – because you're not voting for anything. These groups mm. run everything. And that was a very key book for um, the Wilson presidency and how he, you know, he did a lot of things to, to um, move that forward as well. Yes. Interesting. So that, that's how this works. It's this idea of so you this, create these groups and then, no, you don't have to vote because you have these groups that run everything. Well, you know what? I mean, you're opening my eyes here, Max, because yeah. this really explains, like, administrations for at least the last 20 years and probably the, since Woodrow Wilson. Yes, it explains honest. it exactly 100%. I mean, it, it really does. It explains it from the 20s. Because you wonder, why do these guys, why does the Air Board have so much power to tell me how to live my life when I never voted for these guys? Right. I don't know who they are. So how, who are they to tell me what to do with my life? And these guys are coming in, and I've seen it where the Air Resources Board will go into a, uh, a supervisor meeting, mm-hmm. a public meeting, and basically tell the county, this is how you're going to run your county, you know, uh, as far as, as their power goes, which is relating to pollution and, and air regulations and stuff. Yeah. This is how you're going to do it. I've seen it firsthand. Um, from these people, and they act like they have all this power. And I'm like, how could they tell a board of supervisors in a county right. what to do? And this makes total sense. Yep. This is. I'm, I'm really shocked right now. Yeah. I am, I'm really kind of shocked, to be honest. I, I can actually I'll send you, I'll, I'll post this in the show notes. There's Please a, do, There's yes. a journal article um, I can post from the American Studies um American Studies Association. This is a peer-reviewed journal, whatever that means. But essentially, they said this is an article from, this is probably a long time ago, 1971. And they talk about um, Philip Drew, the the book. um, And it talks about how um, he moved into national political prominence in the era of Woodrow Wilson because he gained confidence of Wilson in the 1912 presidential election. And the book was, let me see the the word I just got here. Let me see what it says. uh, it is considered a textbook for the administration principles of government. Interesting. So wow. it's literally what they, it's like one of the most influential members of Woodrow's cabinet. So it really is. Um, well, because you're, you're, yeah. we're seeing it in everyday life. I mean, obviously, I mean, we've got a lot of topics to talk about, yeah. but not to get too far off. But obviously, I mean, we're seeing it, right? Executive powers, Obama had him, and he was signing stuff left and right. right. And, and, and I know he was an elected official, but you're wondering, wait, how are they able to do this and circumvent what we were taught as the governmental process, right. you know, for things to come into law that affect our lives? Yeah. 
And then locally and, and statewide, you see it too, where things are just signed in and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. So the book- How does that happen? Edward House had described this once as a novel that describes the overthrow of the U.S. government in favor of a socialist re- regime through governmental administrators. Yeah, and then you have the people- Wow. The people in the administration going after their own personal self-interest, so they make the law- Of course. So that they can make more money. Yeah. So well, of, of course, but it, but ridiculous. it's like the but but the machine feeds itself. I mean, yeah. in other words, it just, it keeps going, but it keeps going to that end of complete takeover. Right. Like you say, the people have really they don't vote because they don't have any reason to vote. Yeah, we have no say. It, it's not like you're you're telling the people we're taking away the vote. It's just that there's no reason to vote. Right. So why do it? You know. Yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't and matter this, anymore. This is this is a rabbit hole. I'm glad we went down, but I this is a shocker for me. Yeah, so that's, I, a, that's a big another time. Max you, blows your mind. I know Sorry. he's amazing. Have you heard? Have you heard about this before, Stu? Have you heard anything about this guy? <laughs> this uh, <laughs> oh, Philip. No, this, no. this book. The book. Philip, I have not heard of the book. Yeah. No. Or yeah, this was his it, name. It, House. What was this guy's uh, name? Yeah, Edward House. Edward it's House. Really, yeah. It is something you should really. Um, where the concept doesn't su- surprise me. Like a benevolent dictator is the best government to have, but the problem is finding someone who's truly a benevolent dictator, and when he goes out of power, who's coming in? Yeah. So yeah, And, and it's, it's really key because literally what this book did is it, it, it really, him and Wilson, he was also one of the key members, House was one of the key people to help um, craft Woodrow's New Deal. Because remember, mm-hmm. the New Deal, nobody voted on the New Deal. And all the programs that came with the New Deal, which is most of the programs that we have now that run our, our life, were formed within the New Deal, right? Mm. So, so much of that came from, hey, let's create all these government programs that are run by administrators you can never get rid of, and the president gets to... Yeah, that's when we were in the throes of a depression, Right, depression, and then they had problems. Let's go back to the us out of the depression. Yeah, let's and go back the to the Hegelian, Hegelian dialectic. Exactly, right? problem, reaction, solution. Uh huh. Exactly. It all ties in. Get yeah. you being all knowledgeable. Uh huh. I just like throwing that around. You have a all, problem. That's how the only are we? Thing g- I know. Yeah. How are we gonna get? How are we gonna get what we want? How are we gonna create a government yeah. that's run by administrators? Ah, we can solve it with this problem. I, I don't want to get into it now, but it would be interesting to go someday to do a deep dive into the Great Depression and find out if that thing was staged, if that was purposely crashed. And, and uh, to uh, or, or if it was kind of nudged in that direction to take control, but let's not. I don't want to go down that word. We just need a good conspiracy theorist to lead us. And oh, yeah, there we have Max. Hey, <laughs> what do you know? Good it's good not. Conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy theory. If it's a theory, it's a conspiracy fact. If you have the facts behind, it's it. true. Oh, okay, it's I'm a conspiracy sorry. factus. He's a conspiracy yes. factus. Yes. If you have all the facts factor. and you back them up with actual. Facts, then it's not a theory. Then it's just wow. there are conspiracies well, that are true. Well, I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'll, I'll jump ahead here and I'll say, okay, so we talked about it a little bit. So this all kind of leads into, and before we get to the uh, uh, your story there, Max. So yeah, yeah. we kind of talked about it. So the Air Forces Board uh, basically is saying, you know, California, yes, they agree with uh, the governor. Yeah. The governor had an executive order. Um, they agree with him that uh, by 2035, they want uh, 0%. It says, what is it? Uh, uh, by 2035, they want zero emission vehicles uh, to be sold, right? Yes. In California. So, yes. in other words, and then, of course, along the way, um, you know, they're going to have different points. Uh, by 2026, the regulations will require 35% of passenger vehicles and light-duty trucks to have zero emissions. This will increase to 51% in 2028, and then, of course, the 100% in 2035. Which is uh, very interesting. How, how in the world, when our grid is falling apart, we have no power. Our power is, uh, the p- prices for power is through the roof. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're going to all be uh, attached to these electrical vehicles yeah, it's that like, pollute, look, that what? are more polluting, yeah. making these things, manufacturing yeah. them with, with the precious metals and stuff than, than a regular gas engine the, over the lifetime. Yeah, of both a gas engine car and electrical vehicle. Electrical vehicle outweighs them and, and more pollution. And no idea how to really decommission them properly. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was the story. So that that's that's what's coming, California. Yeah, that's um, going to be rough. And also, keep in mind, I want everybody to understand that at this point, what people don't realize, as of twenty twenty two, as of twenty twenty two, that's this year, under one percent of all cars are fully electric. Under 1%. So in four years, they want, what was it, 35%. Yeah. We have in, under in 1% four, in four right years. Now. Think about how insane that is. 
So what what they're saying too is that you know there there are some like in other words all the cars that are bought supposedly you can keep you know it'll be like that thing where it's like well trade in your car and get a get a government uh, you know subsidy to buy an electrical vehicle right yep but you you can keep your car but it'll be yeah once there's a certain point that comes you can't buy a car in California. And we already know, we talked about stories before, L.A. shutting down gas stations. They're going to make it hard. I mean, it's not like you're just, well, you say, well, I'll go across, I'll go to Nevada and buy a car and come back over here. No, what will happen is they'll probably make the smog restrictions so stringent. Oh, right. It doesn't matter where you buy it. You'll have to, first you'll have to pass the smog with your gas car. Then you have to find gas. Well, yeah, the other thing is you have to afford it. Well, the other thing is people don't realize is that California is a really big economy, right? So if we... Um, if California passes a law that says things like all cars need to be electric, it's really hard for a car manufacturer. They're not going to manufacture multiple different versions of cars, right? Yeah. They only have one option. It's say, okay, screw you, California. We're not going to make cars for you. Or they make all cars electric. And for the most part, they're going to go up the second one because we buy a lot of cars. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be tough. But Well, and not only that, you know, it was funny. Uh, there was a side story, and I can't remember where it came from, but um, uh, so don't quote, you know, don't quote me on this. But it was basically about the fact that right now they're giving, giving the government's giving you like $8,000 or something mm-hmm. towards an electric vehicle. Right. And that uh, GM, I think it was GM and Ford, happened to just raise the price of their vehicles by $8,000. Ah. So, in other words, it doesn't matter what they give you to afford this car. The, the, they still have to make their money, so they're just going to raise the price on you. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sorry, hoping, I'm hoping that they realize that the electric vehicle is not sustainable. You can't continue to mine the, ba- the rare minerals for the batteries. You can't dispose of the batteries. So I'm hoping that they go towards hydrogen because well, hydrogen is more sustainable. Right now, we don't have the infrastructure, especially in the valley, in the Bay Area, they kind of do. But if they increase the infrastructure for to be able to power your hydrogen cars... You know, the exhaust is water, and uh, it doesn't require a big battery. It has a little battery, just, you know, like your regular car has a battery. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really the, a much better solution than the electric cars. But the problem is people are making a lot of money off of electric cars right now. Yeah. So that's where the money is. Um, something that's important, too, is that, and this is a big one. So I think people, we've talked about this a lot, but people lose sight of where your energy comes from. Right, exactly. A so lot they of people go, don't know. They plug their device into the wall and the boom, yeah, it works. It's this idea of like, yeah, but it's important because it's going to save the earth, right? It's super important to have electric cars because the <laughs> earth is dying. And it's like, okay, but guess the, uh, the, uh, the energy that comes through your wall, yes, it's electricity. But where does the electricity come from? Well, this is from the EIA gov the u.s energy information administration as of 2022 2.8 percent of all energy is solar yep 2.8 percent everything else is essentially fossil fuels natural gas coal petroleum petroleum liquids petroleum coke other gases nuclear um, we have a big 6% hydropower, but that's no longer renewable. Yeah. So, and so that's where we got, guys. We got, uh, we have and nu- yeah, 0.1 yeah. is solar thermal, thermal from, you know, we have uh, 1.3 is biomass. Now, what is biomass? It literally just says wood. That means your, your uh, forest that you care so much about. Yeah, it's not like your garbage. You're not burning the Actually, garbage. Actually, some places do burn garbage as biomass. Well, no, they do. people around them hate it. No, yeah, landfill they, gas. They, they, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, they do. One. But yeah. remember, we did a story where they talked about that the, the, the garbage doesn't get hot enough, so they, have to, they right. have to substitute trees in there to get the fire hot enough to actually yep. produce yes. electricity. Right. Yes, yeah. yes, So yes, you're yes, burning so garbage, but you're also burning your forest still because you're, you have to get that fire so hot. To actually do anything to turn that uh, turbine. Good yeah. observation. So, anyways, um, well, here, here's the other. We've the been other, trying other to go point. solar. Well, yeah. I, was, I was just going to say, and and here's the other point to that too is that you know it, we go back to this. So, is it virtue signaling? Right? You say, okay, well, Gavin Newsom is saying that you know we have to have cars. Well, that's virtue signaling. He just wants to run for higher office. Okay, but when we go back to this, what you're talking about, which is very interesting, when you have these unelected bureaucrats now that are setting regulations mm-hmm. that's going to affect our lives. This California Air Resources Board. Um, right. What did they do to you? How did they hurt you? Huh? You are you hate them as much as I hate Kevin Moose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate anybody. My point is that is that they we go back to what we said. These guys are unelected, 
and they're they're creating policy that are going to directly affect our lives from now going on. I mean, you've got how many how many people depend on you know using? I mean, we talked about before we even started the show the gas mowers, the 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 gas. Uh, uh, blowers and all this stuff. Okay, it's going to go to electric. You have to force those guys to buy all new equipment, mm-hmm. right? Like landscapers. Mm-hmm. You got to. They have to buy. This is just a little, a little sect of it, a, l- a little part. You have, they have to buy all new equipment, and it's electrical. All right, it's rechargeable. So they have to buy all these extra batteries. They're going to have to yeah. plug them all in. Where are they getting electricity for this? This isn't helping anything. Right. From you know, the that's grid, the and the grid is using biomass, nuclear. Yeah, all exactly. This fossil fuels. So anyway, I'm sorry, Max, to cut you off. No, no, I don't know what I was saying. I was just complaining more because it's just. No, you're talking about the solar. You're going back into the solar. uh, Oh, I was just saying that. Yeah, we we we've spent literally trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars of taxpayers' money throughout the last 25 years in pushing solar energy, and we're at 2.8 percent still. Yay. Yeah, we and, just, and we're talking the Obama years with Solyndra. I mean, all these companies. We that got, just signed. Obama, uh, Biden just signed the new um, Inflation, Inflation Reduction, Reduction Act, Solar Act. And now the Inflation Reduction Act. I don't know if everybody saw the spending. Like ninety five percent of it goes into pushing solar energy. Is it really? Yeah, I didn't see all that. So let's think about this. Are you think we're really going to go another? Do you think we're going to jump from two point eight to one hundred percent with that? No, no, we're going to stay at about two point eight percent. Because the truth is, it's impossible. So we're going to buy all these electric cars, and this is what we're going to do to power those electric cars. We're going to be buying oil from other countries to fuel our electrical grid because we stopped getting oil here. So we're pushing our electric cars. But we'll have that big battery in Morro Bay to store all the extra energy, so we'll need it later. And we're going to get that energy from burning oil. That yeah. we buy from other countries, mm. which don't do as much safety regulations and treat people like garbage and use child well, uh, labor and abuse women. Okay, That's th- where th- we're putting all, our money. This, this there all, we go. For, for, for everyone Congratulations. listening, for everyone listening, just real quick, this all ties back into this ESG score oh, crap. That basically, ridiculous. it's it's all about control and it's about people that have the money to buy buy their way out of these these schemes. These. Uh, uh, basically pyramid-type schemes, and, and nobody else does. So everybody else on the bottom of the pyramid, we're all screwed. You know, I'm right? kind of missing being duct-taped to the stats about <laughs> All right, let's okay. here. No, 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 but here, but here's yeah, what yeah. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. But we did have a politician who did speak out and say something about that, and you had a story about that. that. Oh, who that's right. That? Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and this yes. happening, this, we're bringing this, this whole came, this whole thing came, because it was, has to do with Clovis. Clovis, oh, California, yeah. here in the a Central Clovis Valley. Okay, now I'm excited it's all because Republican Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy did not mince words on California decision to ban gas-powered cars starting in 20, think, 2035. What did he say? He says, quote, I think that's a bad, the policy is bad and stupid, and it's only going to harm people from the standpoint that the government is going to dictate what you can buy. Here, oh, dictate through administration. Dictate. Here we are. Wait, that's, a, that's an interesting word, isn't it? It's an interesting I mean, he word. He that specifically. Dictate what you can buy. 100%. Wow. Okay, go ahead, sir. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's it. He said it's dumb and stupid. He also repeated the phrase often that inflation has eaten a month's worth of salary for the average American. Yep. This is only going to make inflation worse because cars are going to become much more expensive. Um, yeah, so that's going to be really interesting. What was that about electric truck there? I just, uh, is, that? Is, is, is an electric truck really going to work when it comes to... Uh, tilling, uh, what does it say? I don't even see this quote. Tilling the farmland. It's right here. You have you have it up the scroll right there. You had the no up, up one more. Uh, yeah, tilling the farmland. Is it really gonna? Oh, is it yeah. really gonna work? I mean, yeah, no. that's true. You know, you have here's the other point somebody made. You know, you have these big combines and stuff, and all this all this farm equipment. Not even just trucks. I mean, we're talking about the actual equipment that goes out on the uh, you know and and works the land is tractors and stuff. They're supposed to be electric, and they're now they're uh-huh. pushing and selling electric. Well, when these things are out in the middle, you know, you have these farmers talking about these things are running sometimes 24 hours a day when they're harvesting. Oh, yeah. So what are you going to do? Are you going to have these people running back and forth, changing out batteries? Make or extension or, cords. Yeah. I mean, so you how are you going to run these machines? And that way, um, all the oil and stuff. When they're, the when they're rechargeable. Yeah. How are you going to do it when they're rechargeable? Also, have you ever used an electric drill and you use yes. it a couple of times and then it's hard to drill into something uh-huh. and the electric drill just goes, yeah. it just bogs down. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going, this is useless. It's the the the... The battery power is yeah, the battery, battery juice. Garbage. Yeah. So the batteries anyway. are not the future. So that was, and he came to Clovis and he said that, huh? Yeah, I was in Clovis, in Clovis, okay. California. Good for him. I like right him. here in the Central Valley. Um, okay, let's change. Let's change it up, guys. Let's get All to right. something. Let's get to something. 
really good news. <laughs> California is about to be served restaurant closures with a side of higher prices. Oh, I love this story. Oh, this is a great story. This comes from GV Wire. Here we go. This is a new bill. This bill is called Assembly Bill 257, the Fast Food Accountability and Standards Recovery Act, or the FAST Act. See what they did there? Mm. They like doing this. What it yeah. does is, is it sounds nice. It's the Fast Food Accountability and Standards Recovery oh, Act. Oh, they're going to make food safer for, for yeah, fast exactly. food safer, correct? But what it does, it will forever change the restaurant industry in that it's... Um, if it becomes law, it will increase food prices through a de facto tax on meals. Um, it will also especially hit inflation for low- and middle-income families. So this comes from a Senate floor analysis that would establish sector-wide minimum standards on wages, working hours, and other working conditions related to the health, safety, and welfare of, and supplying the necessary cost, this is what's tricky here, the necessary cost of proper living to fast food restaurant workers. So that's above and beyond what we currently have, which is we have safety from OSHA. We have safety from the FDA. We have okay. safety from the EPA. We have safety regulations for restaurant workers, right, for yeah. all workers. We also have minimum wages. But this is additionally, because this is no longer minimum wage. This is the necessary cost of proper living. So how, how does this get run? Yeah. This, this ties into exactly what you're talking about. It's a 13-member committee. <laughs> that are appointed by the governor and Senate and uh, assembly leaders. What do you know? Administration. More administration. Five would be representatives of the state, including the Secretary of Labor and Workforce Development, while the rest of the membership would represent fast food restaurant employees. These would be advocates for fast food restaurant workers. Um, um, let's see here. Um, this would, quote, Act as a labor union for the employees. The difference being when a labor union negotiates with management, there are usually concessions by both parties. However, in this case, since it's run by state administration, the state would dictate the terms of employment in private companies as it holds an unchallengeable power base on the council. Yeah. That, that Think is, about that. That's scary. It's a council that the state has an unchallengeable power base, yeah, which means the Jesus. state dictates what every possible company can this, do. This is basically a mob a mob model. This like, is dictatorship. Words, yeah, this is well, dictatorship. This is, this is like the mob. You come in, you're going to pay your, your dues. This yeah. is additionally, this is what people don't understand. Hey, Fredo, go over there and get that guy. Forget yeah. about it. This yeah. additionally changes the franchise food model, which roots trace back to 300 years in California. I don't know if you guys know much about franchises and how they work. Mm -mm. When you own a restaurant chain and you want to franchise it out, say okay. I sell it to, to Stu over here. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah. I say, Stu, you can take this franchise. You Perfect. own it, whatever. Great. Uncle Buddies. Uncle, yeah, Uncle, Uncle Buddies, buddies yeah. right? The, um, oh, man, I went tater tots. There are franchise <laughs> agreements that waive li liability between me and Mark. So somebody gets hurt in his company, okay. right, in his restaurant. It's not my fault. They fall into a food processor. Right? That's not yeah. my fault because let's say it's Max's restaurants. I let Marty be the franchise. I own the franchise. Yeah. That's my responsibility. He bought the responsibility. rights to use the, the name yes. and everything. Yeah. Yes. AB two fifty two removes that. Um, oh hell no! That liability, which means, quote, and this is from the story here: there are currently thirty five thousand franchises, which are small businesses in California. The Fast Act would discourage franchisers from increasing their presence in the state, and rather than getting more involved in running franchises to avoid liability. Many franchisers would choose to shut down their California operations. They would also relocate to more business-friendly states. Because uh. what would happen is, I'm not going to sit here and go, wait a second, all of my Max's restaurants... Like McDonald's. You imagine McDonald's a nightmare. Can you imagine? McDonald's are everywhere. Can yeah. you imagine McDonald's Corporation Ronald saying, McDonald's wait, are you kidding red me? Hair out. I'm now responsible for every well, time somebody slips and falls in a but, restaurant? But wait, wait, wait. Here's That's going to be the caveat, though, is that the bigger corporations, McDonald's, Burger King, all these guys, mm -hmm. they will have buying out power, right. and they'll have loopholes and exclusions oh, sure. for them. But if you have a smaller, business. smaller mom and pop business mm -hmm. that are trying to sell some franchises and build up, right, you, you won't be able to do it because you'll be on the hook. Is you're not going to be able to encourage people to come in big franchises to invest in California. Then it's okay. Well, the mom pops will go in there. Mom pops cannot afford to go in there. Right now, because you got to pay all the employees a livable wage, where 
you know, like restaurants, fast food, that's all entry-level jobs. They were originally created yeah, as, so your exactly, kid can exactly. go out and get his first job and yeah. move on. The problem yeah. is a lot of these people never moved on, and they're there, and they're going, well, I have to work three jobs in order to feed my family. Well, I'm right. sorry, you stayed in an entry-level job. You should right. have moved up and moved on, but that's what you decided to do, or that's what, okay, if you want to say that's what society forced you to do. But um, that that's part of, a lot of the problem is... Right. And mom pops cannot come in and afford to pay fifteen dollars an hour or oh, more. Oh, you wish it was fifteen. To an the new living wage that's calculated via this bill would be twenty-two to forty-three, based on the number of dependents that work with <laughs> what? you. What? Twenty-two. Forty-three dollars an hour. Forty-three dollars, based on your number, of, based on how many dependents you have. That's what this bill Can would do. Can you add dogs so, so, and cats to, as far as dependents? This is what it says. This is, and this is not me making this up. This is a study by the University of California, Riverside, their School of Business Center for Economic Forecasting oh and Development, gosh. who was worked on um, analyzing this bill for the state of California. They said its potential to boost inflation would increase the prices at restaurants by 20 to 22 percent. 20 to 22 percent price increase on restaurants. The university says, uh, quote, um, the, uh, this is, of course, is going to affect lower to middle income families the most. They said, additionally, um, if they calculate this at the living wage that they are currently calculating it at, that is 22 to 43 based on your number of dependents. That's in the bill. Hold on. It smells of socialism, Max. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, really bad. I, it's, I can hear it. Smell it. It's reeking. Keep in mind, they said 20 to 22% increase on restaurants. But they said, even if, this is a quote, even if that fast food prices only rose by 7%, which is the lowest end of the estimate, that would exacerbate the uh, effects of our steep inflation rate that is already causing Americans to go hungry. And it will add, quote, tremendous stress on low-income households. We can expect a very sharp increase in food costs from the affected restaurants, and that could push these families to the breaking point, given the financial pressures working families already feel from rising rents, gas, and other necessities. Mm. Um, yeah, as it is, that, I can't afford to eat at Carl's Jr. It's yeah. too expensive. McDonald's is getting high, too. I'm going, oh, my God. For what I could buy my, me and my two kids something to eat at McDonald's, back in the day, back in the 70s, I could go in there and order everything on the menu and still have change. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, we're not even talking back in the 70s. I mean, a, a few years ago, pre-COVID, you could go in there, a Trump era, and and oh, buy yeah. everything for, I mean, you know, 20, 25 bucks for a family. Okay. That's true. You know, and supersize everything. Now you go in there, and it's about 35, 40 bucks yeah, easy. for the same size family for the same meals. For the same garbage food. Yeah, yeah. for the same, and, and yeah, this is Here's this the is thing sh- that people don't shocking. understand. They say that the um, advocates for this bill argue that higher food prices are an acceptable trade-off for improving fast food employees' working conditions and wages. However, there are no guarantees that it would benefit workers, as the sponsors claim. Additionally, this is what people don't realize. Should the state become workers' representatives through the council, which they would, this would override fast food workers' freedom of association even more than labor unions. That comes from a Pepperdine University economics study. It would also mean declining fast food industry employment. While employees who keep their jobs might be better off with higher uh, rates, though um, higher employer labor costs will cause the industry to shrink. We'll have slower establishment, slow, lower establishments and fewer jobs. So, of course, you're not going to have... Yeah, sure, the five people who are still working in the industry are going to be doing okay. But nobody's going to go to that restaurant anymore. I'm not going to be yeah. going to McDonald's when it's cost me $20 a burger. Well, you, well and, then, and then those five people will be gone because they'll, they'll figure out a way to automate it, you know, yeah. so then they won't even need any. Yeah, they're, they're not going to have jobs. Hiring yeah. someone and they go, well, how many people do you have at home? Well, I have eight kids. Okay, and, I can't and, afford to hire you. I can't afford to pay yeah. you. I mean, you and, and, and in the meantime, no, in the meantime, though, I'd like to see what the salaries of this board that they're putting in place oh, will right. be, which are probably going to be upwards of oh, way over a hundred grand a year. Yeah, yeah. and how they're going to benefit from this law. I yeah. mean, I want people to understand, hope people understand that what's already happening at McDonald's. You guys have been to a McDonald's where they have the kiosks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they've yeah. already eliminated the majority of oh, people yeah. there. Yeah. They're also, I don't know if anybody sees this, McDonald's is going all in on drive through automation as it fights the labor crisis. There you go. There are, they've already done 10 voice-recognized software in 10 drive throughs 
Um, they're giving investment in AI, which will give a future advantage in all they're, they're doing. It's called the drive through Tech Lab. Oh, my gosh. Which means they're literally going to get rid of. They said, quote, our um, AI technology will provide faster, simpler, and more accurate order um, taking at our drive throughs They are literally getting rid of all employees. So, like, fantastic, guys. You're going to make 43 hours, but you're not going to have. $43 an hour, yeah. Oh, yeah, $43 an hour. You're not, what did I say, 43 hours? <laughs> you're not going to have 43 hours. You're not going to have 43 hours. You're going to have zero working at, at hours. $43 an hour, you may work about two hours a week. <laughs> like, the other thing that people don't realize is, is the, um, the burger automation technology. I don't know if people understand this that this is huge. Like, there's a lot of money going Would into you like the... like a cheeseburger? Well, like the actual <laughs> burger machines. Um, it's, it's massive. Um, the, I, mean, I mean, they haven't talked about... You don't hear a lot of news stories about this, but you're saying that the, the automated te- technology is already super advanced. I oh, mean, they already... Almost, ma- you can, it's ready to go. Restaurants are already using these. They're full um, burger making. They take your orders, and by the end, your finished fresh burger comes out. Like, so, so essentially, you would have an all... You, you could say you'd have an all-automated McDonald's, and you maybe have one or two people... Maybe a, a, a IT guy or gal Maybe. or 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 an and a maintenance uh, uh, persons that can you know so you're paying a couple yeah. of people to go in there and just make sure everything is just continually working and and so you're paying them forty three dollars an hour right and but every all the other jobs are gone yeah I don't know if you guys have seen this and how this are we going to support these poor people there's a restaurant uh. there's a restaurant that opened in 2018 called Creator in San Francisco. Um, and it's awesome. And because there's nobody working at this restaurant, uh, burgers are only six dollars in San Francisco. Oh, nice, a six dollar burger in San Francisco. It's crazy, Heck right? Yeah, let's get in the car. You wow. walk in, and this machine will fresh slice your tomatoes, flip your burger, toast your bun, deposit all the stuff on it, and you can watch fr- it doing. Watch it, it do oh, it. That's amazing. Um, shred your lettuce. Um, put the different cheese toppings on. Freshly grate. Um, form your patty. Make your patty, does it, put it on the burger, flip it, and it's all automated. Does it have a little container full of spit where it spits on your food? Yeah. Ah. Robot spit. It, I like, it doesn't wash it, some of its if you, if you, if hands uh, after it uses the bathroom. It. Yeah, sometimes it, um, it uh, accidentally leaks oil on your, on your burgers. You That's fine, though. Jeez, um, of- wow, that is scary. I mean, do, do people understand what's going on here? You know, no. everybody, I, I guess they don't because this... They really don't. Who's going to be able to afford burgers? Who's going to be able to what? What companies or, or businesses are going to be able to stay open? You essentially, this is going to be demolition, man. And you have one chain that survives. Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Yep. Taco Bell survives, and that's Let's it. See, also, it's um, it's like okay, so are are you getting all these pay raises to be competitive with people no. working at McDonald's? No, I'm not. Of course not. So right. it's just like yeah. Oh, someone who works at McDonald's and has twelve kids lives next to me now. Yeah. yeah, and what you're not going to be able to go and afford McDonald's. Anymore. But but well. you you think that person's going to be going to be working, but they're not. That's the problem. You and know, they're just pushing the buttons for the automated machine. They're, they're not going to be working. No, but I mean, they're not even going to be working because if they have 12 kids, and the company's going to be like, well, I'm sorry, uh, you know, somehow they're going to find a loophole to not hire that person because they got to pay them too much. It's soon to be um, and and you I'm surprised ask about their dependents when you hire them. Well, the other point too, real quick, is I'm surprised the unions aren't like just screaming at the top of their lungs about this. Oh yeah. All right. They must be getting paid off somehow, uh, somewhere, because I don't hear a peep from the unions about this. No. If you Nothing. The, you know, the assemblies just make up the rules as they go along and do whatever they want. Screw democracy. Well, they probably, yeah, they probably will tell the unions that they'll bring the unions in and kind of absorb them. And, no, you guys will be taken care of. Don't worry. Now I want to go to San Francisco and get one of these automated Yeah, and actually they, what they <laughs> do after, is. After you walk all the, all the filth in the streets of the San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, trip go over get the it. homeless people and wait in line <laughs> with the rest of them. And keep in mind, like, they make ground to order burgers. Like, they actually grind the meat for you oh. and everything. Oh, my gosh. And they're opening these. Are, you can actually purchase these. Uh, machines from Creator. There's also Robo, <laughs> yeah, the Robo Burger, yeah. which is another um, company. Robo which Burger. is uh, this, and this machine is awesome. It's literally the size of a vending machine. Oh, that's amazing! And you can put them anywhere, and they ah, make you, and they make fresh burgers for you. They're a little human in there making yeah. the burger. Yeah, I mean, it will that literally dispense, grill, make the whole thing, put it uh, in a box. They're probably delicious, um, and they're fresh, like. So can, can we get one for the studio? Put it in the garage. Oh my here? god, I would love. You can actually sign up to buy one in your in your. Uh, is your location a good fit for a robo? Instead of buy us a coffee, it'd be right buy us a robo burger. <laughs> I would freaking love to have a robo burger. I'd get so fat. Oh my god! It also you imagine it right right there by your couch. Robo burger <laughs> so right next cool. to your burger couch. me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I need a robo burger. 
Um, Th- this is scary, people. I mean, it's people not... People don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Um, future people. Geez, we, only got, we have a lot to talk about. We're not going to get to it all. Um, let me just... Do we have anything fun? Yeah, we do. We got 10 minutes here. I want to talk... Oh, fun? Well, let me skip over... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, how about a new brewery? About, oh, yeah, yeah, Marty, yeah. what is this? Oh, so um, Clovis is opening a new brewery, which is awesome. It's called Two Ravens. Oh. And it's located on Sean Academy, which is really, there's not a lot out at yeah, Sean, Sean Academy. Sean Academy, that's okay. my old stomping ground. Yeah, that's right. So, right. I know yeah. Fresno is always expanding its sphere of influence. So um, it's a brand new brewery, and it looks really awesome inside. And um, we should go. We should go do a show. D- from does there. it have anything to do with uh, Edgar Allan Poe? No, we should no. do it. It has to do with North mythology. North mythology. Because Odin okay. had two uh, ravens called um, Memory and the other guy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> memory and the should other we guy? watch thought, this little no, video? Thought and memory. It's thought, oh, thought and memory. memory. Okay. Here, let's watch this little news video here. Yeah, about sure. It. Here, let's this hear is it. from. Um, what is this from? This is from uh, ABC Thirty. ABC Thirty. Here we go. 30 has taken action to highlight local small businesses, including a new brewery and tap room, opening very soon. Two Ravens is located on Shaw and Academy in the city of Clovis. A variety of beers are on tap, including lagers, IPA, stouts, and sours. The name is a nod to Norse mythology, which features two social ravens who report to Odin. Okay. Mm. <laughs> the brewery owner says he wants to bring that same that. social hilarious. atmosphere to the neighborhood. I wanted to bring something here. We don't have much out here, so we're kind of marrying this with a restaurant next door. They're providing a, a craft menu for us, so we'll have food, uh, some good beer, and uh, lots to do here. Yeah, Two Ravens hopes to be a place for the whole yeah, family with entertainment such as darts and shuffleboard and Monday Night Football. The kids can sip on homemade sodas. Brewery and tap room opens a Labor Day weekend. There's not much. I mean, I grew up out in the country. It was just like the feed store and the Johnny Quick. So to <laughs> see anymore. a brewery, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of growth out there. Very yeah. cool. All right. Um, Thank you, ABC 30, for that. So, you okay. know, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about where this is, though. I grew up there. I grew up in that area. The location that this is at, it's, it's right on Sean Academy. Of- for those of you who grew up in that area, it is in the old movie rental spot. You guys remember the old movie rental area no, out there? Huh. Well, the movie rental spot that was there was famous because um, it was first of all it was the only movie rental spot in like Out in the country. Know, twenty miles right back yeah. then. But they had a dog that would bring your movie. They had a doggy door, and they would br- if you came and uh, like waved, she would put the movie in the dog's mouth. It was a golden retriever, and the golden retriever would come out to your car and bring no. you your movies. And when you had to come return your movies, you just pull in and park, and this old dog would come out, and you put it in the dog's mouth, and it would walk in and oh, return your movies that for is you. So cool! It was awesome. Did the dog now, pick movies for you too? Uh, it always brought me Air Bud. Oh, that's that awesome. was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, now the, you're, you're talking about the old mom and pop rental shops. This is before yes. like Blockbuster. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, all yeah, those yeah. guys took over, right? This hundred percent. This I, I I love those. You know the old mom and pop shops. That's right. great. I wonder how much they paid that uh, that poor canine Probably to do about all $40. that work. Dollars. About yeah, forty three. Yeah, had a lot I don't of. Know how many pups the canine yeah, had? Had a lot of pups. So uh, <laughs> I wish I could remember the name. If anybody <laughs> listening out there remembers the name of the movie uh, rental place off Sean Academy with the dog, um, I'd really appreciate that. You know, I, I hear they paid the the dog in uh, biscuits though, and it wasn't cash. So you get forty three biscuits. Uh, ah, okay, your, yeah, gotcha. An hour yeah, yeah. for your. Uh, so that's it. It's called uh, so Two Ravens. It's on Sean Academy. Uh, you're not going to miss it. There's a big Johnny Quick out there. Um, there's a little, I think there's a Red Caboose restaurant or something. Um, so it's right It's right there. Hey, have you guys, uh, uh, any entertainment picks? Have you guys seen anything new lately? Like show-wise? Yeah, show-wise. Oh, my God. Okay, so I've, I was watching um, on Hulu. They have a show called This Fool. Oh, what is this about? It's about a Mexican-American family in Southern California, around okay. the L.A. area. Uh, one of them just got out of prison, and the other one has him in this program that he runs calls um, Hugs, Not Thugs. <laughs> okay. And it's it's really dumb, but it's just it, it incorporates you know like a you know the inside of a Mexican family, you know Mexican American yeah. family, and how they live and how they talk, and it's just like really a cute comedy. And if you lived in the valley, you could really even if you're not Mexican American, really relate to this whole family dynamic. Huh. And it's really cute, but it's called yeah. This Fool on Who. They have like half hour episodes or something? Yeah, or? half hour episodes. Yeah. Okay. So like Interesting. Them. It's just it's a cute little break from stupid things. Yeah. You know, I think we need more comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. after yeah. this show. Yeah. So, hey. <laughs>
I saw. Uh, speaking of Hulu, I saw Prey. I watched Prey. Oh, that was oh so how was good. it? That yeah, was, you guys, was it actually good? It was really good. It I was. It. I, I'm gonna say it was. It was good. But yeah, there are a couple parts. I'm like, eh, eh, but there Just are. Watch the other Predators, and you realize how good it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I gotta be honest with you. The last Predator I saw was Predator Two. With uh, was it Louis Gossett Jr. Was that was that Predator 2? Were they in their city? Like, you know, this is after Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. and all of a sudden the Predator ends up in L.A. somehow, right? Right, 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 I think right. it was Louis Gossett Jr., right, was so. the star of that. That's the last one I saw. I've never watched any of the, the Alien ones. Oh, gotcha, okay. Alien versus Predator. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. no idea I what's going on I saw the old Predator that. movies, yeah. But it was good because yeah. it had some brutality. You got to see what yeah. the alien was So basically, like. it, it takes place in Native American times. Yeah. This thing comes in, and this whole tribe is like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, some of these people in the tribe are like, you know, what the heck? And then, of course, there's one... You know the the heroine of the story that uh, uh, basically ends up taking on the predator. So, yeah, and that's, so it's a woman heroine. It's, it's, yeah. So it's like girl power type of thing. But it was still I, I didn't get lost in the, them trying to be woke. I don't think it wasn't too bad. It wasn't no. too bad. I think the only thing that I didn't like is I didn't like her little uh, little hatchet. Uh, you know, she had like yeah, vines, <laughs> and she had like this she had like this weapon that she created, and it's a hatchet. You know, regular hatchet that like they would use like a tomahawk, and then she tied a uh, a rope. You know, whatever yeah, like right, native rope right. they would have, right? Like back in those days, ancient rope. And she tied, but this thing all of a sudden it was like it was like a bungee cord because she would yeah. throw it and then it would be like a boomerang and come, come back into it's her. It's kind of like hand. that little ball and paddle thing. You go dunk, dunk, dunk. Yeah, How yeah, many yeah. times so that she, thing hits you in the yeah. eye? So that she would have killed her. So she invented this thing, and I'm like, that thing would have snapped. That things like that. I'm like, do you have yeah, to do that? It would come back to you and impale in your chest. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, do you have to really do? That? I mean, she's throwing this thing like crazy, hitting oh, yeah. all these trees, and and then you know pulling it out and it's whipping back in her hand. I'm like, come on. But what what was the show that you said, Marty? I want to make sure I get that in there. This hugs fool. not thugs. Oh, this fool. This fool. fool. Yeah. That's on Netflix or yeah. yep. gotcha. Netflix and then pray. Uh, I also Hulu, saw right? uh, House of Dragons. I started that. I haven't started that because and my parasite account on HBO. I forgot the <laughs> password, so I got to get a hold <laughs> yeah. of my, my parasite provider. That's HBO. I, my host. HBO. That's HBO. Yeah, yeah, House of Dragons. It's it's not bad. Um, I'm I'm still scarred from Game of Thrones. I'm I saw, I never last finished the last episode. season. Oh, I'm, I'm still don't. scarred of Game of Thrones. Either. So I'm kind of watching it with different eyes. I'm like into it, but I'm not. I mean, it's okay, you know. Right, but of course, right, it right. did kind of start off wokeish. But uh, I, it's okay. But I'm not. I'm not gonna get too connected to it or too involved with it. Unfortunately, Game of Thrones scarred me. I'm sorry. Mm. You know. So anyway, that that's a new one. See, yeah. wokeism kind of ruined the Sandman. Oh, Sam made you told it, me that not that oh, easy. Oh, yeah, that's not that's not too. You know, my it, wife wanted to watch it. It's okay, that, it's good, but there are just parts where it's way too woke. Yeah. and you know, if two people of the same sex, you know, lock eyes, they're going to end up having sex. Right. right no matter. Right, right. Don't look at Is me. Is this in the show? Don't look at me. Is this in the show? Yeah, in the show. Really? So it's just yeah. like people locking eyes and having. I've never even oh, read no, the it's comic just books. Like, I don't know. You know, it's just like because you know everyone's just attracted to everyone else. Love oh, is gotcha. love. Okay. So, yeah. Love so, is love. So yeah, it's just no matter what. Even though you know you have a wife and kid, you know, so, oh my god, this guy looked at me. I'm going. I feel oh, attracted gonna... to him suddenly. Yeah. I, I got finished cool. watching a uh, real quick. I know we're almost out of time. One more for me. A uh, Russian Doll. That, that? Uh, season two of that. That was a total mind trip. It's basically in, in the beginning. It was kind of like a Groundhog Day esque kind of show. With uh, what's her name? Natasha. Uh, she was in American Pie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't Russian remember her doll. name. Uh, Natasha Leone, right? Yeah, yeah. Natasha Leone. Um, and it's very interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it, it is kind of cool. But you really have to pay attention to it. It's one of those you really have to kind of watch to yeah. figure out what's going on. You can't just you know walk away and and. Uh, but pretty good. So season two wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Max? Usually you're. Yeah, um, I've been reading um, Philip Drew Administrator, a story of tomorrow. <laughs> Highly recommended. It's a, uh, you know, it's essentially uh, an autobiography of the Colonel himself and his um, story of, you know, the conundrum of how to get rid of the Constitution. So, highly, highly recommended. I think, I think we should make a movie about that. Highly recommended. Short film. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's a no, but show wise. Um, you know what, honestly, you know what I've been watching, which is kind of fun? I have been watching the cartoon um, of the, the, the Teen Titans cartoon on, uh, on HBO Max. Titans. Yeah, those are fun. Those really? are fun, yeah. Because a lot of times, like even like the Batman animated series, they're better than the movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much really? They could do more, and they can get away with more things, and they don't have to, you know, deal with the big uh, studios. Oh, it's, called, it's actually it's called, it's called Young Justice, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, Young Justice on HBO. Huh. Um, I've been watching that. Just kind of, I don't have a lot of time right now. 
Um, but I've been watching Young yeah, uh, Young true. Justice. Um, well, those late cartoon. nights, man, when you're up late. And, you That's know. <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, besides that, I uh, an entertainment pick coming up. Um, December. This is first first announcement. Um, December ninth, tenth, eleventh. And then 16th, 17th, mm. there'll be a production, a, really? a highly rated production of It's a Wonderful Life, the radio play. Really? Um, happening. Um, and uh, I, uh, more details to come, but save the dates. December 9th, 10th, 11th, 16th, right. 17th. Nice. Highly rated. People love it. Um, yeah. Great, great director. Starring kinda, yeah. an amazing Great team. director and great a great director. cast. Yeah, and, great yeah. cast. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, Yes, also, very important things, guys. What you're going to need to do, you're going to go to nofocusradio.com. And this is actually, once again, I'm going to I'm gonna say this. If you enjoy the show, if you find that it's worth, if you like listening to it, we don't ask you for much. We don't, um, you know, we don't make you pay. And, you know, you think about, you, you pay eight, 12, 15 bucks a month or whatever for Netflix, for all these things. Um, if you, you know, you get a couple hours a week from us, two hours a week, you get two, four, six, eight hours a month from us. Yeah. And if you listen to eight hours a month from us, you know, is it worth $2? Is it worth $2 for eight hours of entertainment? Um, if it is, uh, maybe it's worth more. Just go to nofocusradio.com. Um, there'll be a link there that says, uh, buy us a coffee and join the club. We're hoping to get enough to afford a cheeseburger That'd so be we great. can split it. A, if a cheeseburger you, machine. If you do decide to join the club, we have a couple different levels there. Um, a lot of different things you can get. One of them comes with a hat, um, a guest spot on the show, um, as well as a full library of our old shows. I never agree to clean a person's pool. What's up with that one? Oh, yeah, uh, no, yeah. Marty will come clean your speedo. pool. Yeah, he's got a speedo. <laughs> okay, I'm in there. Yeah, yeah. I wear a speedo. So uh, <laughs> check it out. Come, you know, Do that. Also, um, while you're on there, vote on the polls. And uh, check out Pardon the Intermission by The Doorman. And our yeah. Discord server. Come yes, to our join Discord our Discord server. Discord it's actually a lot of fun. People. Not a lot of fun We're stuff. We're on there all day long. Um, if you have a story idea, um, an event, you have to, you want to pitch a, something for a guest, sponsorship, contact us. That's on there as well. So thank you very much for listening. Stay tuned. And remember, five stars is always the correct number of stars. Unless you could do 11. Great.